0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Shepherd Script Podcast. This is episode 191, and today we're going to do a book review. I'm going to talk to you about the book Point Man by Steve Ferrar. Steve Ferrar passed away this last year, and I'm going to talk about this book. It's been impactful to me, and I actually got to interview Steve a couple years ago and was scheduled to interview him after this book re-released, but he, like I said, he passed away, and just so thankful for his life was actually able to talk to his sons, John and Josh, a few months back, if you remember that interview, and just going to go through this, tell you about the highlights, why I think you should read it, and then I'll give one at the end thing that I think could have been better, but overall, phenomenal book. But first, let me tell you about the Honor God Network. Guys, it's almost the end of July, you're going to hear me start talking about something else next month, and for the next couple months, I'm going to be talking to you about Yukon River Knives, but... I want you to be reminded about the Honor God Network. We are a part of the Honor God Network, and specifically pastors. Uh, I want to challenge you to think about wherever your church is hosting its website, to switch over to the network. Look at the com. check out the Honor God Network, and like our church, Christ Church Carpendale. instead of hosting on Squarespace, which we used to host on, and the money that God was uh, bringing in, that, that people were giving through our church, was going to Squarespace, an evil corporation. So now, the companies that we're supporting are, we're trying to switch over to support Christian companies. And one small way we can do that is give our money to the Honor God Network. And as they host our site, they can help us and take care of us. And, and Riley does such a great job with that. So please consider checking into that. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. And then let's talk about the book, uh, the book, Point Man. Father, we just thank you for this time. <clears throat> Ask for blessing upon the this uh, this episode today as I talk about this book. I thank you for the life of Steve Farrar and all that you've done in and through him and the lives of men. and. God, you used him uniquely to speak to men. And so I pray even as I'm, I'm doing this review that it would be helpful for the guys listening in and that they would get the book, would be encouraged by the book and be better men for it. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Okay. The book, Point Man, was written in 1991. Now, I have a little bit of of the backstory of the book because I talked to Steve about this, and he was able to write this book in a particular season of ministry where he was just struggling. It was a time where he was relegated to basically preaching on Sunday mornings, which is great, phenomenal. But then through the week, he had the flexibility to just be at home and write. And at that particular stage in ministry, he was told to stay home and, and write your book. And it was a series of questions over the last uh, several years leading up to reading the book uh, or writing the book that uh, really drove him to a season of spiritual depression. And he had to move. From California and then was living in Arkansas and all the things that were happening in times of ministry transitions. And most of you know that in seasons of ministry transitions, God is doing a work in you. Well, this happened to be a time where he was being tested by fire and God was faithful to help him and give them the strength to write this book. And he put it together. He'd been working with men's ministry already for a few years and then put it out there and got a publisher. They published it and sent it out into the world. And <clears throat> this book sold like wildfire. The book point man, it came out in 1991 when I did an episode on men's ministry, nineties men's ministry. What I did is I bookended the ministry or that decade with the launching of point man in 1991 and then Eldridge's book in 2001. Now, if you listened to that episode, you heard me say that those are entirely different books, um, but it, it hit men in a similar way where it just sold like wildfire. Guys all over the place were wanting to be point men and lead their families and raise them uh, the way God would have them raise them and, and fight against things like pornography and, and be a leader and all this stuff that was happening and surrounding this book. And it happened to coincide with the ministry of promise keepers. Well, somehow or another promise keepers and Steve Ferrar partnered and Steve became a keynote speaker at many of the at many of the promise keepers events throughout the 1990s and if you're not familiar with that season of life and ministry of in, in the church it was a really interesting movement in the 90s where yeah it had its flaws yes it was in a lot of ways feminized but Steve was different than most of the men that were doing ministry in the 90s to men promise keepers blew up it was this cultural moment where there were literally hundreds of thousands of men at some of these events, and even a million men at this event. And I think it was in 1997, the Stand in the Gap event in Washington, D.C., and Steve was right in the middle of all of this. Now, it was interesting because Steve was very similar to the 90s ministry uh, men in some ways and very different in other ways. But first, I wanted to comment about his father. One of the things you'll notice in this book is the book, this is a new edition that came out, that's why I'm doing this by the way, is the new edition appointment came out. It's 31 years since the original came out and he had been working on revising and updating and fortunately before he passed away he was able to finish it all. And send it off to the publishers and get it uh, get it published. And I've seen that the sales on this are really good. I'm excited about that. Apparently, this has been in the Christian books selling really well. So very good. I hope it gets introduced to a whole bunch of new guys. When this originally came out, a lot of the baby boomers were my age. Currently, like so, when they were in the early '90s, they were in their late '30s. And boomer men in that time in the Christian world, anyways, were just desperate for something. And this happened to be a really great resource that came out at that time. But one of the things I appreciated about that is that in that time, most baby boomers had really terrible dads or dads that were either absent or abusive or emotionally absent or spiritually absent in some way or another. But Steve Farrar's dad, James, was a man of honor. And one of the things I appreciated about Steve is the way he he spoke about his dad. He woke up every single morning and he knew that his dad had already been awake, studying and reading his Bible, always had his Bible flipped open, and was reading in the morning James Ferrar was a man that loved the lord and walked humbly before god and others and set the example for his his sons and steve picked this up uh, god awakened steve and steve became a christian and from the very early early on his dad and his brothers would be up going out hunting and steve would be studying the scriptures and <clears throat> knew what he wanted to do from early age and he really followed in the footsteps of his father by just being a man of the word. Always wanted to study the Bible. Always loved the Bible. Always wanted to teach the Bible. Always wanted to train his children with with the scriptures. And so the way he spoke about his dad was really great. And that's evidenced right in the beginning because he, in the forward, he dedicates the work to his dad. And let's see here. Exactly, he says, uh, do, 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 to James Farrar, my dad, an appreciation of over 60 years of spiritual leadership where it really counts at home. So I loved that. Now, the ways that Steve were, was similar to 90s men's ministry. Steve spoke to men with stories. This book is full, chapter by chapter, page by page of stories. He speaks to, to men in a way where, you know, if you're the kind of guy that says, well, I just don't really read a lot. One of the reasons I think that, that Ferrars works resonated so much with men and his speaking resonated so much with men is because he told so many stories and he's easy to listen to and he's easy to read. When you read his books, I've got seven or eight of them on the shelf over there. It's enjoyable. He just tells, I mean, like I said, page after page of stories. So he's similar to Nine's ministry, uh, ministry, 90s men's ministry in that way. They were storytellers. They were just always telling stories. They thought for some reason that men couldn't handle Act, just straight up exposition. So they were just full of stories. Now, a lot of the errors of that of that ministry and in, in throughout that decade is that they stayed at stories. A lot of the men just stayed at stories. They stayed shallow, and it really was a lot of fluff. And I mean, it pretty much was a lot of teaching men to basically bow down to their wives and just kill over. And a lot of men's ministry at that time was basically what Michael Foster calls men's ministry with bacon. Or if it's not Foster, it's somebody. And by the way, Farrar was listening to Foster before he passed away and was influenced by Foster. I heard him quote him several times, which is interesting because here at, at, I think think he was like 72 or 74 when he passed away. And here he was still listening to and dared to listen to uh, somebody in the patriarchy. And so I really appreciated that about him listening to Foster. But the way he was different than 90s men's ministry, one of the things you'll notice as you're reading Point Man is he is quoting Puritans all the way through this book. Martin Lloyd-Jones was a huge spiritual father to Steve Ferrar, And his book, Spiritual Depression, helped Steve in a season of life that was very difficult. And he was in that book, Lloyd-Jones. And you know Lloyd-Jones is a modern Puritan basically. Uh, but not just Lloyd-Jones. <clears throat> that book helped him out of his season of depression. But this book is full of quotes from Puritans. So here's this guy that's up speaking to, to men, and a lot of the guys are up there just giving fluff, and here is Steve over the last 30 to 40 years, and he's talking about Puritans, and he's giving people biblical truth and not shying away from biblical truth, and, and that's why he was different. Steve was not scared of what the scripture said. In fact, he leaned into the Bible. He loved God's word, and what you'll see in this book is an unapolog- unapologetic approach to the Bible. He loves God's word. He doesn't apologize. And he wants to put men nose to nose with what God has to say. He wants to challenge men, not with these stories. He wants to challenge men with the scriptures. And you walk away from this book, you read this book, and you think, my goodness, i got to take what God has called me to do seriously because God has spoken to me. And he has spoken to me as a man so I appreciated Steve. That's one of the things that Steve did. He spoke to men as men. And that's what you get in this book. He's not going to just, you know, give you fluff and then make some suggestions. He's going to get into your face, put your finger in your chest and say, let's go. And he has a way of calling you up. The other thing I loved about the book is it's, it's honest. There's a time in the book here where he admits that he had a rough night, went in to the convenience store. And when he was in the convenience store, he went over and he actually opened a nudie magazine. And look through it. And he goes and he actually confesses that to his church. And I just love it that he was honest in that way. Clearly that was wrong. It was sinful and he owned it as such. It didn't become a problem. It didn't become a reoccurring habit. But one of the things I, I liked about it is that is representative of the rest of the work. Point Man is a very honest, honest work. Steve is honest about his sins and his, uh, really his shortcomings. And he would often repent to his boys, and this is evident in the book as well, and he would offer repent to, he's got two boys and a daughter, and uh, obviously his wife, Mary, and he would repent to them, and he would say, I, I screwed up, I messed up, I was out of line, whatever it may be, he would repent quickly to his family. The other thing you'll notice about the book, in these chapter titles I think are so fun, but Steve was a man that saw where we were going as a society 30, 40 years before we got there. In this work, he was already talking about the breakdown of the family, he was already talking about the war on boys, and this was written in the early 90s. He saw where we were going. He saw the gender erosion that was happening and the breakdown of families, and he spoke to it. He uh, talked about uh, anorexic men and their bulimic cousins. Uh, He called men to be a one-woman kind of man. He talked about uh, raising masculine sons and feminine daughters. So he realized that If we were going to raise masculine sons and feminine daughters, we were going to have to understand what that means. And he spoke to that. Now, sadly, I think a lot of the guys read this work and didn't understand the gravity of what Steve was talking about. He lays it out clearly. And you can see now, in hindsight, how spot on he was about the the danger, really of where we were in the 90s, and and how things were going to grow and build, he understood the nature of feminism and how evil feminism was, and he spoke against it. And he didn't explicitly speak to feminism in the way that he would later on in his life. Um, certainly, you know, I think uh, as you go throughout the the 2000s, and then now over the last five years, you see the cultural rot that is is happening because of of terrible men and because of feminism and how really it just permeated everything in society. But he recognized the erosion of gender and spoke to it clearly. And so I appreciated that. And I loved how he ended the book. Now this is going to a lot for a lot of my listeners, a lot of the guys that have been thinking about localism who are, have become post-millennial, who see the value of the home. The book ends. And I think such a great place because he ends with a chapter called start your own nation. And I just want to read a small excerpt on this and just call your attention to it because I think it's so helpful. Here's the deal. If the nation you live in is falling apart, then start your own nation. Every nation began with a family and the nation starts with a man. The book of Acts says, "He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Think about it. Somewhere back in history, every nation began with one family. Now... This gives proper perspective on the importance of the household, and I love that he does that. And so I want to challenge you to go get the book, Point Man. Now, is there anything that Steve could have done better in this book? And there is one thing that I wished he would have went in greater detail about. I wish he would have attacked the public schools or the government school system. He does rightly say that responsibility of education lies upon the father, but his assumption is in the book that public school would do, other schooling options would do. And I think if if Steve would have lived a little bit longer, I think he would have better articulated, just because I see the trajectory that he was on, the rot of the government school system. And maybe he did. Maybe there's some sermons that I didn't catch that he spoke to this clearly about because he spoke every night uh, to, or excuse me, every week. He had a Bible study and he spoke to a men's group at a large church in Texas. And you can find these at steveferrar.com and you can find all the podcasts at Steve Farrar. Just search Steve Farrar, and you can find his sermon series that he spoke uh, just directly to men. It was men's ministry. He was doing men's ministry full time. But I wish he would have more c- clearly articulated the responsibility. He ends with building a nation, and I wish he would have said, and this nation needs to start with evangelism and discipleship in the home, explicitly and explicitly to the education of either homeschool or private Christian school. And I wish you would have just spoke to uh, the government schools being just the way cultural rot has just grown and grown and grown and grown and the way our children have been evangelized away from us. And so I wish you would have done that. But with that small critique, I can give a hearty and full recommendation to the book point man. The publisher is, let's see, who is the publisher? Uh, Maltma Molten, whatever that is. I've never been able to, to pronounce that molt nima <laughs> sorry oh goodness but you can just find this on Amazon or anywhere com. you can check this out and go get the book one day I'm looking forward to shaking Steve's hand in eternity and I'm thankful for this work go out and pick up a copy of Point Man guys thanks so much for listening thank you for listening to the Shepherds Crook podcast for more information about the ministry you can go to co.